0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The X Factor with The Crypto Hipster, uh, where I bring crypto news, insights, and analysis from all around the world in crypto and blockchain. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, The Crypto Hipster. This is episode 44, season three, episode four for this past week, the week ending on June 16. It started Monday, June 12th. Uh, We bring you each and every week, like clockwork, every Friday. uh, And we go over the important news and information from around the world. And today, we're going to start off with a global bit of news. Okay, Uh, Hackers are using mining pools as mixers, according to a study by Chainalysis. A wallet linked to ransomware attacks funneled funds through a mining pool to make it seem like digital assets were earned through mining. Uh, while excellent actors within the crypto space channel, their creativity toward building new things, there are terrible actors out there and we're gonna get into some of them and one of them I bet you, you already know who it is, but this is not that who it is. These are bad actors or worse, who use the same energy to devise more ingenious ways to hide their ill-gotten gains. A new report from blockchain analytics firm Chainalysis shows how wallets involved in ransomware attacks are turning to crypto mining pools to launder the funds acquired through exploits. According to the firm, a highly active wallet address from what it described as mainstream exchange has received funds from wallets and mining pools linked to ransomware. The deposit address received almost one hundred million dollars in digital assets, with nineteen point one million dollars coming from ransomware addresses and fourteen point one million from mining pools. The chart that, that they put together, which is a pretty—it's a pretty complex chart. It's pretty. Um, you know, they say the, man- the ransomware actors sent funds to the exchange through a mining pool. Through this, they can avoid triggering compliance alarms within the exchange. So, if you look at it, um, the, there's a middle here which says, which says mainstream exchange deposits. And I know you can't see it because I know this is an audio podcast and this will help be an area would be helpful. I had a video podcast, but I don't. And that's cool. But where the money is coming from is intermediary, intermediary wallets that are sending money to each other and then sending it into a mainstream exchange wallet, and then dispersing it to mining pools. And um, it's a network of, you know, back and forth, and it serves as a mixer, even though mixers are illegal, right? Uh, The mining pool performs the function of a crypto mixer and makes the origin of the funds obscure. Um, Unless you're Razzlecon, and last year when she was dancing on TikTok and telling everybody what she did, you know, that's not smart. But this creates a smoke screen. This mining pool creates a smokescreen leading observers to believe that the funds are earned through mining and not through ransomware. They're getting trickier and trickier. Let me know your thoughts. What do you think about, you know, how ingenious some of these, you know, uh, hackers are getting and creative? And where are, they, where are they from? You know, I think maybe they're from. North Korea, but, you know, um, we're going to focus on the U.S. right now. We're going to talk about something. It's called Prometheum. Blockchain Association requests information on Prometheum over suspicious approval. A FOIA request with the SEC regarding Prometheum has been filed, while others found former FINRA and SEC staffers among the firm's ranks. Wow. Okay. U.S. Crypto Lobby Group Blockchain Association has filed a request with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission seeking information about the formerly little-known crypto company Prometheum. The company became the center of the crypto industry's attention this week when its CEO, Aaron Kaplan, testified at a House hearing and gave its support of regulating crypto under securities laws and the SEC, a position that's starkly opposite to other vocal proponents of the industry. Uh, on June 15, which was Thursday, Blockchain Association Council Marissa Koppel said the group filed a Freedom of Information Act request to the SEC seeking documents and communications related to Promethean. In a series of tweets, Koppel said she was suspicious that Promethean was approved as a special purpose broker dealer, SPBD, for digital assets in the midst of aggressive SEC enforcement. Kapoel was also skeptical of how Kaplan was able to provide a testimony at a congressional hearing on regulations for the industry. I will tell you this from my direct experience. I went to a conference last week. It was a conference. I rarely go, but it was on my own backyard. And uh the last panel of the day had Aaron Kaplan on it uh, about this Prometheum, because I had never heard of them. And um they apparently went through a multi-year process with the sec they claimed that have gone through a multi-year process with the sec that uh where the SEC has, has you know um and gone through all the rails and all the all the proper channels has approved them to be a registered you know uh licensed broker dealer and um basically they say that no one else has done that um you know but the proponents you know the crypto proponents have you know said other ones have said that there are no rails there aren't is no way uh and so i was surprised and a little uh shocked that you know this exists cuz like i said the crypto industry hasn't really heard of these guys but um aaron kaplan seemed intelligent he seemed like he knew what he was talking about um but i don't know you know so let me know your thoughts let me know your thoughts on prometheum Um, what did they do that no one else has been able to do, you know, to get their license and to get set up that they were, that they were, and are there plants from the SEC inside of Prometheum? Um, is it, you know, what is it? Is it rigged? I don't know. I don't know. Um, those are some of the comments that came out on social media this week. Um, let me know your thoughts on Prometheum. And, uh, I think this is at least something, You know, because the SEC is saying that they're licensed and no one else can be. This is at least something that, you know, we should look at um, collectively and figure out what in the heck it is. You know, Um, it's Pat. No, I don't know what it is. Um, So. Let's go here. BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF is the best thing to happen to Bitcoin and core or is it? Galaxy Digital CEO, Mike Novogratz, the the guy with the really bad Luna tattoo on his shoulder, I hope he got it off and hope it wasn't too painful, was among those over the moon. Um, With the news, others warn it could be the start of a major institutional takeover. I've been writing for two years about major institutional takeovers. I'll let you know my thoughts sometime after I talk about this news piece. BlackRock's latest filing for a spot Bitcoin trust will drive investors' confidence in Bitcoin and may even be the best thing that could ever happen to BTC, according to Novogratz, right? Um, According to some crypto industry observers, but others warn of a hidden cost. During the interview on June 16, Galaxy Digital CEO Mike Novogratz said the approval of BlackRock's ETF application would be the best thing. That could happen to BTC. I say a Hail Mary every night that Larry Fink and BlackRock pull off a Bitcoin ETF. Novogratz said on the Fox News segment, according to a tweet by Liz Clayman. Let's read Mike Novogratz's tweet because he did come on to CNBC last year and say, take Litecoin down to put Terra Lunar up there because I'm just it right now. Um fun being on list claim and show and yes BlackRock getting a Bitcoin ETF through would be the best thing it could happen to BTC okay. meanwhile and there have been you know staunch uh advocates, or not Advocates opponents of this cryptocurrency analyst James Edwards of finder.com a financial product comparison website said the timing should provide confidence in both Bitcoin and asset and coinbase in its a legal battle in the fight with the SEC Okay. Um, BlackRock's willingness to press on with Bitcoin ETF at a time when the SEC is on a warpath against crypto is very telling. It shows confidence in Bitcoin status as a commodity rather than a security. If that's your angle, you know. Um, the downside. What's the downside? Let's talk about that. Others argue that the traditional investment giants' latest moves undermine the ethos of decentralized cryptocurrencies. True. Or that a company may find a way to profit from retail investors. Meh, I don't know. A lot of the funds are not open to retail. Uh, investor. No, we're not going to talk about that guy. Um, so, Stephen Lupka, a managed director of Swan Bitcoin. No, we're not going to talk about Swan. Okay. So, we're not going to talk about Swan. We're not going to talk about the other guy. Let's talk about... Uh, okay. Ark Invest, Grayscale, Fidelity, Galaxy Digital, Van Eck, Valkyrie, NYDIG, Skybridge, and Wisdom Tree, or among the other investment firms that apply to the SEC for similar Bitcoin cryptocurrency ETFs, and they did not decline, but Blackrock gets through. So why is that? Let me know your thoughts. Why you think that is? I'll tell you mine. Institutional takeover. These banks and uh, these companies can buy, you know, and invest in MicroStrategy shares microstrategy is a giant holder of Bitcoin and they can control microstrategy uh, they can buy shares and stocks and they can they can you know um, have their do what they want you know with their investments um so they are getting into it if you think that bitcoin is a sham or a joke or whatever blackrock doesn't get into shams or jokes okay um so um, Blackrock's getting into it which is you know proof that Bitcoin is legit. Hopefully, people will see it that way. The other problem is is that if institutions take over and banks take over, crypto and Bitcoin, especially, was created um, to replace the banks, so you know and get rid of them and you know have people you know not be a victim of the 2008 financial crisis anymore ever, um, and to circumvent money printing and all that stuff, you know. Uh, so the good th- the good news is what? What's the good news? Well. There's like tens of thousands of cryptocurrencies around the world now, and a lot of them, most of them are not considered investment grade. Uh, there are quite a few that are. And there's quite a few that are beautiful, wonderful investments, but there are some that are really excellent mid-cap and small-cap investments that the banks can't touch yet. So the question is, and the, the point is, get in there and, uh, you know, circumvent the banks. If um, So I don't think that ethos overall will be destroyed, but, um, you know, it will impact them. So let me know your thoughts. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get all heady and and all that stuff right now. But, hey, you know, uh, this could be a good thing. This could be a bad thing. I don't like to see institutions take over when this place is meant for entrepreneurs and founders and people who are really innovating in the world. And those are not the incumbents. Okay, so judge will consider whether to try Sam Bankman-Fried separately for superseding charges. And let's see. Prosecutors said they were prepared to try SBF on his original eight-count indictment starting in October, with the remaining five charges to be decided by Judge Lewis Kaplan. Let's see. The hair's got to go, man. Um, A U.S. federal judge is reportedly weighing a proposal to split former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried's SBF criminal charges into two trials following a filing for prosecutors According to a June 15 report from the Wall Street Journal, Judge Lewis Kaplan of the District Court for the Southern District of New York was considering whether to dismiss or separate charges in Bankman-Fried's criminal case after an imaginative argument from the former FTX CEO's legal team. Very imaginative, I believe. Bankman-Fried's lawyers filed a motion that argued he should not face charges that he had been included in it extradition papers from the Bahamas to the U.S. in 2022. I know you have lawyers. I know know you have defense attorneys, and that's their job. But, man, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. But your crimes, they fit like a glove, man. So the original indictment for SBF included eight criminal charges, but a superseding indictment in February and a subsequent charge added in March increased the total to 13. Should the judge sever the trail, trials, Bankman Free could face one trial focused on the additional charges of allegedly bribing a Chinese government official and other matters related to fraud in FTX and Alameda research. It does not talk about the fact that you gave Biden $5 million, and that's how Gary Gessler got his job at the SEC. doesn't mention that, um, but hey, if I had $5 million or $6 million, I'd, I'd, you know, if I gave it to Joe Biden, would I be in charge of the SEC? I don't know. All I know is I do a better job than what's currently there. So good luck to you, Mr. Bankman Freed. Like I said, hair, you know, actually, some people really like your hair. Um, I don't know. Uh, I can't. My hair like, you know, like flat and straight and I can't get it to you curly and stuff. But, hey, you know, um, I never had that nice hair. So maybe I'm just a little jealous. I don't know. I grew up in the 80s and I had a giant feather on my head. But, you know, I'm not going to show you pictures of that because social media didn't exist back then. Cool. Let's go. Hinman documents in Ripple's case raise questions about SEC's motives. You don't have to raise questions. They're out there publicly. Okay. According to crypto lawyer Fred Rispoli, the Hinman documents depict an agency prioritizing expanding its jurisdiction over fulfilling its core responsibility of safeguarding U.S. investors. You are not safeguarding U.S. investors. Anyway, let's talk about it. The newly released Hinman documents relevant to the ongoing legal battle between Ripple and the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission have shed light on internal division within the SEC and raised questions about its motives. You don't have to question. You know its motives. The Hinman document pertained to an internal SEC communications regarding a speech delivered by former Director William Hinman in 2018. During the speech, Hinman said that Ether... One of the largest cryptocurrencies should not be categorized as a security. In an interview with Telegraph, crypto lawyer and founder of HODL Law, Fred Rispoli, shared his thoughts on the recently released documents. According to Rispoli, the Hinman documents paint a picture of an agency more interested in expanding its jurisdiction than fulfilling its primary mission of protecting U.S. investors. Okay, uh, he says. These documents are substantially bad for the SEC, but optics are even more damaging. Taken together, they demonstrate an SEC that is clearly clearly more concerned with expanding its turf rather than its near 90-year mission of protecting U.S. investors. They show the revolving door aspect of an agency bureaucracy at its worst. Agreed. I think there's no one who's going to disagree with you who is in crypto right now. Um, it has been blatant overreach, led by an inept, ineffective, and unqualified chief who needs to be fired. But that's my thoughts. What are your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts about his hair. Compare Garrett Gensler's hair to Sam Bankman-Fried's hair. Who has better hair? He hurt my hair. I do a lot of time on my like John Travolta's. I spent a lot of time on my hair, and he hits my hair. Huh. I think both sets of hair need to be hit. But, hey, you know, that's my thoughts. That's not yours. Let me know your thoughts. And let's go on to the next article. And this is Celsius, man. Oh, Celsius. And this one, I was just like, just ticked me off just a little bit. Celsius seeks to convert alts to Bitcoin and Ether under reorganization plan. So, yeah. The crypto lender has proposed converting all of its altcoin holdings into Bitcoin and Ethereum to quell growing regulatory concern and maximize the value of its assets. Defunct crypto lender Celsius has revised its bankruptcy filing, awaiting approval from a bankruptcy court in New York after a successful acquisition deal with the Fahrenheit Crypto Consortium. The crypto lender filed its reorganization plan on June 15. Under the revised plan, Celsius will convert all altcoins from customers, with the exception of custody and withhold accounts. The Bitcoin and Ether. Uh, Celsius will be selling its altcoins. Yes, the new reorg plan pr- proposes to deal with the claims of retail borrowers through the set-off treatment. The set-off treatment. The term set-off treatment refers to comparing losses against profits in a given year. Losses that are not offset against income can be carried over and offset against income in later years. Um, Yeah. So my cost basis is X amount. And right now, I'm at X minus much. So my cost basis for my accounting purposes is X. So I get to carry that forward. And based on money I'm not making, that'll be a long, long time, maybe decades. We'll see. Um, but, you know, I do have alts and anybody can go to the public files and look, see which alts I had had that's going to be converted. But if I get any money back, we'll be converting that Ethereum into alts again. Uh, so, you know, anyway, the judge should have never said that bass has blown to Celsius, but he did. And we have to live with it. And because of that, let's get out of North America and go to South America. In our show today, Brazil, Brazil, president signs law aimed at having central bank regulate crypto firms. All right. Brazilian president, Luis Inacio Lula de Silva, known to many simply as Lula, not to be confused with Luna and a really bad tattoo of somebody we talked earlier. Have signed legislation giving clarity to the roles of the country's central bank and securities regulator will take in regard to cryptocurrencies. Uh, in a notice, President Lula signed government decree number 11.563 establishing rules under a December 2022 law on the legal framework for crypto in Brazil. The legislation authorizes the Central Bank of Brazil to regulate and supervise virtual asset service providers and ensures many token projects that qualify as securities will continue to fall under the purview of the Comissão de Valores Mobiliarios, or the CVM, Brazil's equivalent to the U.S. SEC. Okay. The CVM was aiming to create a regulatory framework better attuned to the volume of crypto trades in the country, as well as emerging markets. According to the notice, the decree will go into effect on June 20, without impacting certain laws on consumer protection and financial crimes. How's that going to go? What do you think about the central bank being in charge of cryptocurrencies? Preliminary thoughts. We're moving to Colombia. Ripple partners with Colombia Central Bank to explore blockchain technology. Banco de la Republica Colombia Central Bank is partnering with Persist and Ripple to pilot blockchain technology on the XRP ledger. The Ministry of Information and Communications Technologies Mintic in Colombia will oversee the project which will use Ripple's recently launched central bank digital currency CBDC platform. Okay. Ripple and Persist, right? An announcement published this week says the pilot will run through 2023 and states its purpose is this. The goal of the third phase of Mintix experimentation of blockchain will be to educate national and territorial public entities through interactive and collaborative real-world application experiments of how blockchain technology's unparalleled speed, scalability, and transparency can revolutionize payment systems and data management. Sounds promising. Let me know your thoughts. How's it going to go? What are you looking forward to? What do you think of crypto in Colombia? All right. And we're off. We're across the pond. We're going to Europe. Let's go. Zoom. We're okay. We're there. EU regulator will launch MICA consultation starting in July the European Union's financial watchdog will launch a three-part consul- consultation process for the recently adopted markets and crypto assets framework, MICA. In a notice published, published to the European Securities and Markets Authority website, regulators said that consultation packages would cover the authorization, governance, conflicts of interest, and compliant handling procedures of MICA starting in July. The measures will be subject to approval by the European Parliament and European Council. The first consultation package will include technical standards on the application of crypto service providers in the EU, as well as procedures for handling complaints and disclosing potential conflicts of interest. The second, in October, will consider disclosures of information to investors, governance requirements for crypto firms, and... Sustainability indicators and adverse impacts on climate. Interesting. In pers- and, and a lot of cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, have proven to be good for the environment, despite the narrative out there. They're not. They are. Check it out. But let's go to France because I'm hungry. It's breakfast time. I'm in the mood for crepes. French Financial Markets Ombudsman reports jump in crypto-related mediations. Progress can have its drawbacks, of course. And the French stock market regulator, the non-governmental autorité, the Marches financiers, Real with cheese, has noticed, according to the AMF Ombudsman Digital Asset Related mediations rose sharply in 2022 as did the number of registered digital asset service providers. In its newly released 2022 annual report, the AMF ombudsman included a section dedicated to digital assets for the first time. It noted that while the total number of cases received by the ombudsman decreased from 1,964 in 2021 to 1,900 in 2022, Mediation requests related to digital assets rose from 44 to 54, with the number of admissible cases rising from 6 to 17. At the same time, the number of registered DASPs rose from 28 to 59. Uh, wow. Well, so what are your thoughts about the ombudsman? What's your thoughts about Croque Monsieur and um, Rael with cheese? Let me know your thoughts. I'm hungry now. Let's go. But I'm probably going to go to Duncan instead. Let's go. Um, Binance. Let's talk about Binance. Binance applies to deregister from Cyprus. I got some really bad Binance news. couple countries. Binance applies to re deregister in Cyprus and focus on larger markets. Okay? Binance appears to be preparing to exit Cyprus. That's a big deal because Cyprus is crypto friendly. Uh, the Cyprus Securities and Exchange Commission has marked Binance Cyprus Limited as under examination for application for duty registration. In October, the exchange received class three registration as a crypto asset service provider. At that time, Binance said the registration was another milestone in Binance's regulatory efforts in Europe, and that it follows similar registrations for Binance local entities in France, Italy, and Spain. Uh, Class 3 is the highest level of super of service provision on the island nation and allows the exchange to custody crypto assets, provide staking, manage portfolios, and perform a uh, number of other functions in addition to providing a trading platform. Despite this, Binance never launched its services in Cyprus. Okay, and they're, now they're going to re- deregister. Wow. Interesting. But the other interesting thing is this, is Binance is also leaving the Dutch market Okay, at the same time. Um, they announced today that they terminated the services in the Netherlands, exiting the Dutch market after a failed bid to obtain a virtual asset service provider license. The termination of services is effective immediately and no new customers from the Netherlands can open an account with the exchange. From July 17 onwards, existing Dutch customers will only be able to withdraw assets from the Binance platform and no further purchases, trades, or deposits will be possible. Binance claimed it explored many alternative avenues to serve Dutch residents in compliance with local regulations. However, no such avenues offered a path to VASP registration. The crypto exchange is currently sending out emails to Dutch customers. So, they're leaving Cyprus, they're leaving Netherlands, they're leaving the U.S., You know, um, what's the impact of the SEC's overreach on the crypto industry? You know, and apparently it's had to have an impact on Binance. And is this directly a result of SEC's uh, overreach lawsuit? What is it from? You know, or is it we're just in a really bad bear market? Or, you know, let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you very much. Let's go to Asia. I have only one Asia article today. I have one Middle East. I have one Africa. Hong Kong and Asia, Hong Kong. Government pressures banking giants to accept crypto clients. Wow. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority, which serves as a region's central bank and regulator, has reportedly put pressure on major banks, including HSBC and Standard Chartered, to accept crypto exchanges as clients. According to a report from the Financial Times, which cited three sources from the yeah, three sources familiar with the matter. Okay, let's stop with the three sources familiar with the matter narrative. You know, most of the time those sources are not credible. Let's stop it. Let's go to the let's go to the news though. The HKMA uh, questioned UK-based firms as well as the Bank of China in a May meeting, asking the institutions why they weren't taking on cryptocurrency exchanges as clients. Um. But they, they are urging these companies, these banks to do that. And I would feel more comfortable bringing you this article from a credible source. So let's move. Let me know your thoughts. I know I've covered Hong Kong a lot over the weeks. And they are very pro-crypto. And I believe that the U.S. can learn some lessons from Hong Kong. And what are those lessons you think that we can learn from Hong Kong? Okay, Because there are quite a few. But Middle East, Dubai's VARA approves OKX preparatory license as part of the exchange's expansion plans. All right. The Middle Eastern arm of cryptocurrency exchange, OKX, reported Dubai's virtual asset regulatory authority had granted the firm a minimal viable product preparatory license as part of its plans to expand into the region. OKX said amid the regulators' licensing approval, the exchange plans to increase the staff to 30 people in Dubai and had already opened an office in the city's World Trade Center building. Barra granted OKX a provisional operating license in July 2022, allowing the firm to offer products and services in the region. Licensing in Dubai is a critical element to OKX's global regulatory compliance strategy, said Tim Boyan, OKX's global head of government relations. In today's uncertain market environment, it's of the utmost importance for VASPs, virtual asset service providers, to be highly secure, transparent, compliant, and backed by strong, clear regulation. That's true. At least, you know, it's important that founders and entrepreneurs, not the incumbents, know the path to follow, because most change, most great change is done through innovation. And people who can bring innovation are entrepreneurs and founders, not, I don't know, people who are handed jobs who don't belong there. Although, you know, I'm not going to say that certain CEOs were handed jobs. You know, um, there are some who are very talented. Um, But, you know, if you're going to drop a bomb, make sure, once again, it's not a stink bomb. Let's go to Nigeria, where... Nigeria's Naira float means for the crypto market. They have floated the Naira. What's going to happen? Uh, This past Wednesday, Nigeria, known for its growing adoption of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, floated its national currency, the Naira, allowing banks and other forex Forex market actors to trade it freely. The new policy could have several implications for crypto traders. Foreign currency traders can now exchange at rates set by the market instead of those set by the Central Bank of Nigeria. This move follows the president's decision to implement a 10% crypto tax on capital gains and could be a game changer for Nigeria's crypto industry. Positive or negative, we don't know yet. Jury's out. Jury's more out there than it is in the Bankman-Free case. Coin Telegraph spoke with a local crypto expert, David Asuwaro. Never heard of him who said that fluctuations in the value of the Naira against other currencies, including cryptocurrencies may impact the profitability of crypto trades, a rapid drop in the value of the Naira would have a negative impact. While the inverse could cause a spike in profitability. Um, makes sense. Let me know your thoughts on Naira's uh, float. how It's going to go, what's going to go on in Africa as a result of that. And guess what? We're done. Um, we're through this week's information updates. Uh, this has been another wonderful, and I don't have I don't have any uh, conferences to tell you about that I'm sponsoring. So yeah, have a great weekend. It's the Juneteenth is Monday. It's a four-day weekend for everybody who's working. It's gonna be a wonderful weekend. It's gonna be weather's gonna be good. People are out in the pool. Father's Day, Father's Day is coming up. There's gonna be a picnic. That's the best news of the week. Sunday is Father's Day. For those who celebrate and our fathers like me, have a wonderful, awesome day. For those who go on the old picnic, eat burgers and hot dogs and chicken, whatever you want to eat, corn on the cob, apple pie, whatever you do, you know, go swimming if it's warm and if it's cold, go swimming, have fun with the kids. Have a great day. I will see you next week or hear you next week or have, you listen to me next week on The X Factor with The Crypto Hipster. Let me know your thoughts. Have a beautiful, wonderful weekend.